The FT. Britain's historic general election. At the time of the UK's most significant general election for a generation, I am living in New York. That has disadvantages and advantages. The disadvantage is distance from the campaign. The advantage is the ability to stand back. When I do so, I find myself struck by the existential choices confronting the UK. Will it become a big Greece or a big Netherlands? The UK has a huge fiscal deficit, a bloated state, and soaring public debt. It is far poorer than expected just three years ago. Adjustments must be made. The question is whether the country drives those adjustments or is driven by them. Yet both politicians and the public are denying the choices. As the FT's online simulator shows, even the £37 billion in cuts to be delivered in the next spending review would hurt a great deal. Yet, note my colleagues, and I quote, all three main parties refuse to explain how at least £30 billion of these savings will be found. End of quote. The Institute for Fiscal Studies has spelled out how incomplete Foolish and incredible are the longer-term plans for cuts in spending. The IFS has also released a devastating report on the quality of planned tax changes. For idealists who believe that democracy is about informed debate, this election has to be brutally disillusioning. Yet the challenges are huge. The UK's share of public spending in gross domestic product is higher than in Greece, Italy, Portugal and Spain. As the Centre for Economics and Business Research has noted, many regions of the UK are now little more than government dependencies. The International Monetary Fund forecasts the fiscal deficit this year at 11.4% of GDP, which is higher than the 8.7% of Greece and Portugal and Spain's 10.4%. The Organisation for Economic Cooperation and Development forecast UK net public debt at 70% of GDP at the end of 2011. Below Greece is 101%, but close to Portugal's 69%, and far above Spain's 49%. Fortunately, the UK has three huge assets vis-à-vis these countries. Credibility, won over a long history of managing its public finances, frequently with far higher public indebtedness. Second, a flexible exchange rate, Thank you, Gordon. And third, a current account deficit forecast by the IMF at only 1.7% of GDP this year against 5.3% for Spain, 8.9% for Greece, and 9% for Portugal. So the country is largely self-financing. The UK's private sector is running a surplus of income overspending of 10% of GDP. It is obvious, however, that the UK government is going to have to make harsh choices. So why do I feel that the Netherlands may be a relevant example for the UK? It is not just that my mother was Dutch. The Netherlands was the UK's forerunner as a commercial, naval and imperial power. The country has been in decline, relative to other powers, for three centuries, against a mere one and a half for the UK. But it has also been a success, economically and politically. It is Atlanticist, stable and democratic, despite its complex coalition politics. It has a sound economy, successful companies, and a robust external position. After two centuries of relative decline vis-à-vis the UK, it has been richer again 
for most of the past half century. The reason the Dutch example is relevant and even attractive is partly that the UK seems to be moving towards coalition politics. It is also because the UK's pretensions to great power status will become ever more absurd as the populous emerging countries rise. The public spending reviews now in prospect are sure to accelerate the pace of this geopolitical decline. The UK simply has to adjust its reach to its grasp. As I have indicated in several recent columns, the outline of what needs to be done is clear. As Bill Martin of Cambridge University's Centre for Business Research points out in an excellent new report, the economy must rebalance towards net exports and investment. Policy must strongly support economic growth, and there must be a credible plan for eliminating the fiscal deficit weighted towards cutting bloated spending. Given the scale of the deficit reductions in Social Security and public sector pay bills, given the scale of the deficit, reductions in Social Security and in public sector pay bills are inevitable. In the absence of such a plan, the country may face a stark choice between higher inflation and renewed recession, or worse, no chance of avoiding both together. The test of a country's political maturity lies in its ability to define and make realistic collective choices. Unfortunately, the UK has been making a pretty poor job of this in recent years, though just how poor was not evident to most of us until the crisis. But this crisis is the test. Whatever the outcome of the election, the government that emerges will have to take up the big challenge. If it fails to do so, perhaps because it is too weak or has its eye on another election, markets may take matters into their own hands. The UK has a good chance of avoiding being Greece or Spain, but it cannot take success for granted. It must control events rather than be controlled by them. We will soon know whether its politicians have the courage and maturity to act. I hope, but I am not, alas, optimistic. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts.